Well, it's that time of year when everybody gets dressed up, dons the mandatory hat and celebrates the festive period with their colleagues. The Christmas party season is almost upon us. Whilst the annual work do may be the highlight of the social calendar, it is not always an enjoyable time for HR, with alcohol being consumed, inhibitions going out of the window and the boundary between work and personal becoming blurred. As the world draws an ever heavier focus on the hashtag MeToo movement and the use of social media increases, how can managers and owners protect their business from the fallout of inappropriate or discriminatory behaviour in the run-up to Christmas? So I'm joined today by Donna Martin, Head of Employment and Immigration at leading London firm Mackerel. Um, We're going to help managers and owners get a better appreciation of the issues at hand and to help with that, we'll run through some scenarios and offer some advice. So let's get started. I've got a first scenario here. So it's the second from last day of work before the Christmas break. Uh, the team are excited to be going out for dinner and drinks paid for by their employer. Spirits are high and the employees seem boisterous as they get ready against a backdrop of Christmas music, sipping glasses of fizz before they head out. forward to dinner, turkey with all the trimmings. Me too. Have you seen Pete from accounts? You can tell he's had a few. He could benefit from some food to soak up the alcohol. I know. Poor Alice from sales hasn't been able to get away from him. I'm stuffed. What a fantastic spread. I couldn't eat another thing. I agree. Although I don't think the same can be said for everyone. Pete didn't even sit down, he just stayed at the bar. Not good. Oh look, he's found Alice again and has just said that she looks sexy. And now he's trying to hug her. Come on, let's go and help. So in this scenario, the next day Alice comes into your office and says she wants to raise a complaint about Pete and his behaviour from the night before. Um, she believes he's sexually harassed her. So Donna, what should the employer do in this, uh, in this scenario? Firstly, any allegation of sexual harassment must be dealt with seriously. It would also be necessary to consider what amounts to sexual harassment. So sexual harassment is unwanted conduct of a sexual nature. It has the purpose or effect of violating the dignity of a worker or creating an intimidating, hostile, degrading, humiliating or offensive environment for them. Remember, Something can still be considered sexual harassment, even if the alleged harasser didn't mean for it to be. It also doesn't have to be intentionally directed at a specific person. So for example, it can include written or verbal comments of a sexual nature, questions about their sex life or offensive jokes, unwanted physical contact and touching, as we saw in that scenario, sexual assault or or the displaying of explicit images. Now, work parties can be treated as an extension of the workplace. Therefore, just because an allegation of harassment took place at an after-party, where only some members of staff were present, as an employer you can still be held to be vicariously liable for your employees' actions. All complaints of sexual harassment should be taken very seriously and handled fairly and sensitively. So make sure somewhere private is provided and time is taken to hear the complaint. 
Employers must allow the worker to be accompanied by a colleague or a trade union rep or even a family member or friend at any grievance meeting involving allegations of sexual harassment. And whilst the legal obligation is only to allow them to be represented by a union rep or colleague, given the sensitivity of an allegation of this kind, it may be worthwhile considering extending this. A fair and thorough investigation will need to be carried out and accused workers should also be offered support and sensitivity. All complaints should be handled consistently in line with existing policies, procedures and the ACAS code of practice. Where sexual harassment is found to have occurred, you will need to take action against the accused, which may include disciplinary action, which could lead to the termination of their contract where appropriate. Okay, thank you. Well, let's move on to scenario two. This is such a great party, I think it might be the best yet. Definitely, particularly the open bar, what a result. Although, I think some are enjoying it a bit too much. Have you seen Bob from reception? Oh wow, look at him dancing. He's trying to get on the table. He's certainly letting his hair down. Is he taking his shirt off? I can't look, oh. Oh no, he's off, he's going to throw up. Look at him run, I don't think he's going to make it. Yeah. Oh, he's been sick everywhere. Look, it's only just Miss Brenda's shoes. Haha, <laughs> Brian's taking a photo. Poor Bob. Before you know it, that's going to be all over social media. He'll never live this down. Oh God, I've got a new notification. Look, I said it'll be on, on social media. Ryan doesn't waste any time. Check out this tweet. Some people just cannot handle the work Christmas do. At Bob Smith, ABC Limited, know how to party. Okay, so in this scenario, Donna, um, the next day you could have calls from some of your clients commenting on what a good night you must have had and um, what you learn about the post online, and you suspect this may have harmed the reputation of the business. So in this scenario, what should the employer do? So firstly, you should ask the employee to remove the post to limit the number of people who can see it. Now, employers should already have a robust social media policy in place, ideally which stipulates how employees interact with the company's feed. If the employee's actions are in breach of this agreement, then appropriate action should be taken. As with all cases, they are entitled to be accompanied by a work colleague or a trade union rep, and you would probably want to include someone on the employer's side to take notes. This would be as part of any investigatory meeting. Now, after action has been taken, it would be prudent to offer further training and advice to all staff members to make them aware. If you find that your current policies and documents limit your actions, it is advisable to have them drafted to offer proper protection. Okay, well let's move on now to um, pre-party preparation. So, having reviewed these scenarios, um, are there any steps that employers should be taking before hosting staff events to ensure that employees are properly informed. So what would you advise? Without wanting to sound like a Scrooge, there are a few simple steps an employer can take in advance of their party to help minimise risk. So firstly, ensure that you have a robust employee handbook dealing with sexual harassment, equal opportunities and the appropriate use of social media. Providing additional training to all staff on discrimination, harassment and social media. 
Now we find that a lot of problems at office parties are caused by excessive drinking. So consider limiting the amount of alcohol provided by the company at events. Or you may want to go further and instead of limiting alcohol, you could try and come up with some ideas where alcohol isn't central to the party or maybe not even present at all. Be clear with employees from the outset. So for example, despite it being a night of fun, Remind them that it is still an extension of the workplace and as a result that the behaviour should remain appropriate. Also, where the party is midweek, it's also worth sending a timely reminder to all staff that they are expected to attend work the following day and if they fail to, either annual leave will have to be taken or it will be recorded as absence. Now you don't want to scaremonger, but as an employer you do have a duty of care towards all of your employees. It is therefore necessary to ensure that they understand what is and is not acceptable and how to behave in a work-related environment. Okay, well that brings us to the end of our podcast. Um, thank you very much, Donna. Um, as always with our podcast, if you want more information about how to contact Donna, uh, the notes will be uh, sitting alongside the editor's notes in this podcast. Mm-hmm.